Welcome to the I'm Not a Barista podcast. We're here to talk about all things coffee, from industry careers, brewing tips, community support, and more, with some really incredible people who love coffee as much as you do. We hope their stories inspire you, because humanity runs on coffee, and together we can empower all the people behind every cup. Now let's get ready. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, yeah, let's do this. It's been let's a long do time. This. <laughs> How are you feeling? All good. Yeah, finally. How are you there? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> you were originally born in Philippines. Yeah, I'm from Philippines. And then I've been here in UAE for five days. Five years, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. If you've been there for five days and became the champion there, that is something really fast. <laughs> yeah, five days. And I was like, okay. <laughs> five years. Yeah. And uh, how's life? It's been good. Yeah, it's good. It's just that we stopped for how many months, years because of the pandemic. But here in UAE, they get back to work so easily so that's good yeah it's good it's good to be in UAE during these days of pandemic and all oh i see so i can see behind you you have some of your paintings yes and, some uh, of it <laughs> some of it not all of it, of course we all know that you are a self-taught artist right yeah i'm a self-taught artist and you're also a champion yeah 2021 <laughs> 2021 and 2022 for a Um, Let's first talk about your artistic career. I mean, we all oh, wow. know your history in the coffee world, but let's talk about mm -hmm. the art. All right. So I'm not really so serious before in art. I just do it for fun because my brothers are the real, I can say, artists. Because their field of studies are more into designs, engineering, and all. So back in college, they used to do exhibitions. They have a group. So I have three brothers. And I used to go with them. They do exhibitions. They do their works in galleries. So I just love being with those kinds of people. It, it, likes, it has their... Positive energy push me more into art. No, I don't do more of it. I just go with them. And then one day I tried. I tried painting and uh, it's cool. I just collect it. I don't sell before. <laughs> uh, until people can see and appreciate my artwork. I don't sell for public, to be honest. I it's a private collectors only. Could be. And I choose people who will own my art. I saw something like connection. Okay. Yeah. So for the galleries, I choose only the artworks that I want to let go or I can let go because there are artworks that's so attached to me, even not so good by the eyes of others. They're like connection. <laughs> We know that they, they, they are artists, painters, and some of them are coffee uh, fanatics, home brewers, and they mm. love latte art, but you're a little bit different. You, you're not into uh -huh. that latte art world because you love painting. I 
Why is that? Not that I'm not a fan. I just love an art that I can keep, you know, like you'll do an art in, in Lari art and you'll just finish it, you know, like I want to keep it. And when, when I see a like precise Lari art, I was like, can I keep this? <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> and a drink. You have to drink it. Yeah. But I love uh, seeing those creative people into art and making Lari art as well. Okay. So the, here's a tricky question. I, I We got collect questions from the community. Someone asked you, if you have to choose mm. art and coffee, which one? Oh, my God. I will not choose any because it's like interconnected. Like it both goes the same way. I fell in love in both ways in a way like once you get into the process, you'll never, there's no way out. Like you'll be stuck in there. Once I get into art, it's like I don't want myself to stop doing it. Same thing with coffee. When you discover something in coffee, you'll end up discovering something more. Something like that. Okay, so you cannot choose any of it. I cannot. <laughs> All right. That's a hard question, I have to say. Um, we know that you graduated the food technology at a university. Mm -hmm. Does mm -hmm. it help your your coffee career? Okay. Let's start when I finished my studies in food technology, when I got a degree, not so old, old time. <laughs> I was able to practice my degree for two years in Philippines. So I was working in food laboratory. So was, I had an experience in Coca-Cola Coca -Cola Bottling Company, Nutri-Asia. So basically my work is in a closed room laboratory, physicochemical analysis, microbial analysis, quality control, and research. So for two years, I've been doing that back when I was 20 years old. So it's like I'm in a closed room. I'm alone by myself, analysis and all. I was like, I'm too young and I don't want to be stuck doing the same thing <laughs> for like, it's just two years, I'm 22. I have to go out. I have that dream of typical Asians. Like I have to go outside the countries. And that time, in order for me to go out of the country, the easiest way is to be in food service. And I'm not thinking of the money that I will get or that I will move to another career. But since I don't have any background in food service, I took up another course of food and bev services. So it's just a short course, like a year. And then I moved to UAE. So the first job that I get in UAE, even my, my family doesn't like it. <laughs> it's just the barista. So I went there. I see people doing an art, talking to the guests like, wow, they know coffee. And uh, I was able to work in a commercial first. And then a year I get promoted as uh, in charge. So I handle the operations, though it's commercial. But still you see already the community being together just because of coffee. And then I fell in love with specialty coffee when I went to a coffee shop and then the barista is just like full-heartedly talking about one cup 
with a guest. So I was like, what's wrong with him? What he's talking about <laughs> is science. <laughs> we didn't do that in a commercial yeah. shop, right? <laughs> Like, yeah, they yeah, don't do. Want? That's it. Okay, two dollars. <laughs> and and then when they're talking about science, I was like, water. I was working with with this loves and all, and I can hear the same thing that I was working for. There's a lot of things to to work and to know about a cup. And then I started exploring, move to specialty coffee, learn about anything that I can learn about it. And until now, I'm still, I'm still doing that. That's so awesome. You somehow found this connection between your education and your new passion. Uh, and talking about mm-hmm. coffee, what was the first specialty coffee, the special specialty coffee that changed your life? You think, oh, this is not the regular coffee I drink. This is something else. I need to find out. Uh-huh. I'm a scientist. <laughs> I tried first that time the heat was experimental coffees so i was like no this is not coffee <laughs> this can't be coffee i i remember it's panama but it's so chocolatey i didn't even buy it just so oh, you have to try it and I, I drink coffee without sugar before so i really love black coffees and then when they give me that it gives like what is this so that starts because yeah, even in normal coffee shop, right? It's if I'm behind a bar, I always want to talk with like new guests in coffee because like the excitement is there. You can talk about a cup. In UAE, there's a lot of guests. They're really into coffee because it's part of their culture. No, because it's an Arab country. It's a Muslim country. So most of the Emirates, or all of the Emirati people, they're not allowed to have alcohol. So their way of, of meeting, conversation, gathering with everyone, it's all with coffee. That's why all the coffee shops here, to be honest, are like packed of uh, Emirati people. And they're, in, they're really embracing the specialty coffee. I, I had even experience in my previous company where in the whole shift... You'll be just in the brew bar brewing five V sixty four, and there's more pending. That's how they love filter coffee. Wow. Um, yeah. I read this article a few days ago. I think someone um, tagged me on Instagram said uh, UAE is one of the top countries among the other elite specialty coffee countries, uh, cities like London, um, Seattle, or somewhere else, and they say. Dubai, UAE, they are a huge coffee community there. And especially coffee is a huge thing. It's developing so fast. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about it? Like how much do you know since you've been there for five years? When I started here, it's not a big hit that time. But you see in span of five years, you've seen a lot of uh, growth. And it's because of the consumers, not just because of the coffee people. The consumers are embracing it so much to the point that they are patronizing the brand and how, and and actually it helps in social media and all because all of the, the customers that are the market that you're targeting is Emirati people. And they're very excited in new things and new innovations. 
whatever they can find out, they are, they are supporting it so much. Since they are capable of knowing what is specialty coffee, they just explore it. And it's just been getting bigger and bigger each year. And there are even like 500 cafes now here in UAE. Since because they are capable of <laughs> spending, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be honest, they are capable of. So what is what is the most favorite drink in UAE? So there's Cobrew. Nah, I can say no, but it changes. That's why it's nice. They're following the trend, to be honest. For example, they're more last two years back, they're more fan of sweet drink than when I was working before. There's like sweet drink, like Spanish latte. They love that. And then after a year after that, it was filter coffee everywhere. They're all V60. They don't even know V60, but they will go to the shop and like, give me V60, give me Spanamagisha, give me this most expensive coffees. Wow. Yeah, they're like that. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> so whatever you put in in the trend, they will keep following it. All right. So I, I remember when you were competing the Burroughs Cup, you used Geisha, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And uh, many competitors use Geisha nowadays. Is otherwise you you aren't <laughs> you're not competing at all. I mean, Geisha definitely has more advantages than than the other coffee. But when you talk about when you have customer come into your shop and say, "I want a Geisha," <laughs> it's a little bit different from regular coffee, you know, since in other places because mostly they will they will choose some regular uh coffee like Ethiopian or Kenya or Colombia but then if if customer come in order geisha directly which means they are having very good spending power exactly because like what i said they are following what is the trend yeah so if if someone like for example some popular or someone established this one they will keep patronizing it's easy for this country to, to set a trend because they will keep following it. And that's what good also general in competition. Like competition has become a platform of everything. If you want to launch something, if there's new innovation, if it's become a medium. What if you will if you will encounter a guest and then you'll you'll just say it's a competition series, it's a competition coffee, they'll be like, okay, give me that and give me this. <laughs> Okay, I don't want normal coffee. So they think that if I have a very good natural Ethiopian coffee here and it didn't go to the stage, I will not buy it. It's cheaper? Okay, I will not be it. <laughs> no, I want a more expensive one. <laughs> what is very interesting? Yeah, but it's part, yeah, it's part of the baristas and the community to educate people, right? And now it's starting. It's like switching. Like, like what I told you, it's changing it's the responsibility of like us <laughs> to educate the guests as well there are more coffees to explore and it's a wide range of coffee origin varieties processing and all so you talk about uh, the coffee community there likes to follow yes. some trends and in addition to coffee events fairs where where do you think they'll find other information about the trends, coffee trends on social media, like Instagram, or they follow certain kind of uh, influencers, like a blogger, like James Hoffman or Morgan. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they are really into social media, the market here. 
So whatever they can see, whatever some, I think it's in general, uh, not even in, not just in UA. If one influencer will promote one coffee, even not tasting it, will will assume that it's good. It's like even a brand, even it's not so cool. If someone promote it, for sure we will buy it. We don't care if we will get uh, upset by the result, but for sure at first time you will buy it. It's the same thing with art. If there's already a name, of course you will pay pay for it. Not just because of the art, but because of the artist. It's great to hear you you compare two <laughs> industry together. Since people are so willing to spend more money on really top quality coffee, how about the coffee shop owner? Are they willing to pay more for a good baristas? It's I think fifty fifty. Some are still willing to pay, but you know, in in UAE, for sure, everyone is capable of making a coffee shop. <laughs> oh, just because, just because they can. Like, wow, I want to move there. <laughs> so I can see that the, the baristas here are getting paid more compared to other countries. It's interesting. Uh, we understand that you know, if you're born in a country, because you cannot mm -hmm. change the fact that's already happened. So sometimes we see a lot of immigrants; they move to the other countries for a better life. Let's say American dream. People love to go yeah. to America, you know, to pursue their dreams. They can do anything, and uh, maybe become the next uh, barista champion. And um, the question here is: when you most of the baristas are foreigners. And it seems you don't have a lot of local competitors, except I, I think uh, I know yeah. Suleiman. Yeah, for sure. Know him for yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the first supporter yeah, of Amnapurist. So. He's kind of one of the few local really get a title, right? Yeah. And also while we have Ibrahim, so he won 2018, if I'm not mistaken. There are very few. <laughs> but the good thing is actually started that they are getting more into it, into the process. They are, but they're not maybe being exposed or they have their own separate life or separate work that the coffee is like a side job for them. They cannot make it like full-time. But like by passion, as drinking coffee, they really, they really patronize it. What about the normal um, coffee lovers there? Like they would like to buy more and brought their home or they prefer going to the coffee shop and join their coffee? That's a good question because during pandemic, I can say the roastery gained more because coffee is part of everyone. There's no other way to have coffee. Just to buy in roastery, whole beans, they have to learn from themselves or maybe some higher baristas to teach them at home. It happens. So after pandemic, when all shops open, they're all excited to go shop just to, you know, to come back with connecting people and shops. But they came back in a more educated way. I like my coffee to be like this. I, I, I brew at home. Can you teach me how to do this? I have a set at home. And it always happens. And it's a good one. We talk about brew home, brewers, and uh, you were the Boros Cup champion. What is the secret? Or maybe you can tell us some of your competition experience. Maybe this can help other baristas who are considering joining the Boros Cup. First, how can I say it? I didn't plan to compete 
like precise plan. No, I don't have that. I don't even have a five years plan. I'm not that kind of person. So I know I have a goal that I want to achieve something. So I, I watch people competing because like what I said, the trend is there. Whatever they put in stage, people will, will know about it. And it's a good one. It's a good impact of the competition. You're setting something. So as a barista, I just keep watching. And my kind of training, I can say, is just I write everything that I learned. Or at least I have to write something that I learned. So that become part of my training for competition. It's like when I decided to compete, I go back to all my notes. And I said, it's all there. So the product of that is that what I perform in the stage. So if you want to compete and you're like me before, like two years back, I think just do it and be consistent about it. Like it's not like I want to compete tomorrow and then the next day I'll be so afraid. It's part of it. Being nervous is part of it. But it's how you will do it every day. That's that's the difficult part of mm-hmm. doing everything. Yeah. If you do it consistently every day, most people cannot. Mm-hmm, I guess there's a difference why we have champions, we have regular baristas. I mean, but the common thing is we all love coffee. That's yeah. that's important part. So you are the champion also. You are the um, head barista yeah, at the Espresso Lab. Mm-hmm. What is your uh, work right now? So I'm currently working at Seven Fortune Coffee Roaster as head of coffee quality. So after three years of working in a cafe, so I love it. I really love it. I fell in love with coffee community connections because I work in a cafe for three years. So it's like, I'm not working. Though I know it's tiring. But, you know, if I get tired in the bar, I just go out in the floor and talk with a guest. Like, it's an icebreaker. Because you cannot stay in the bar for eight hours and just making coffee and coffee. It's so tiring, to be honest. So the icebreaker that I get is just connecting with people. So that's why I love working in the bar. And then I was able to manage the shop. And from there, when I get exposed into competition, so I see more of inspiration. I said, I always want to get back from where the coffee comes from. I always have the idea in mind that I want even to work in the farm. And for me to be able to do that, I want to explore all the stages of this coffee chain. So for me to be able to get that is to be in a roastery, at least at least be uh, exposed with production, how did it happen, coffee quality and all. So... I moved to a roastery, which I'm exploring right now. So the next step, according to your logic, you're supposed to be a trader or back to a region. I oh, because I really want to be connected from where it comes from. From the very beginning of my career, when the barista told me about the coffee and all the, the, the chain that it's been through or it goes to your cup, it's like, okay, I want to be part of all of those processes. I even that work from there, but at least I want to explore all of it. I want to be part of it. That is great. Um, talking about these, 
we have been seeing a lot of videos on internet about paying more for specialty coffee so it can help farmers. I was really, I'm still very confused about how it, this works um, because it sounds a very simple solution, right? Mm -hmm. You do A and B happens, but I know that real life coffee is commodity mm -hmm. and the price is not controlled by the farmers. There are many people in the supply chain, like have a huge influence and most of them are not very transparent. So we're talking about paying more coffee so the farmer can get more money or leave better. It's kind of, I don't know. What do you think about this? Yeah, it goes still back to transparency, though. It's a good quote. Like, it's catchy. Okay, oh, it's like, okay, we have to pay more <laughs> then. But it will not be effective. It, we will not really know if it's really happening back in the origin. We really don't know. It's not, it's not seen. That is the part of the chain that it's so blurred from how the entrepreneur buy coffee from, from the farmers. But I hope we get more transparency in that. It, and I hope that there will be a setting line that we set this price is the lowest that we can get or something like that. Um, based on your understanding, do you know anyone, a customer like from, from UAE, they care about this? You know, when you talk about good quality coffee, of course they are, they can pay more and they are willing to pay mm -hmm. more, but do you need to introduce them this, this idea that you are paying more, not just for us, but for the farmers and how is the local coffee community is it is this a thing there people talk about it pay more to help farmers or we just buy whatever the best out there in the market so i think there are there are entrepreneurs here who are willing to support and are supporting those kind of projects and the the good thing here is it's easy to to share the, those uh, kind of projects because uh, Emirati are willing to understand the situation in coffee industry. So, for example, there are roasteries that they're promoting farmers, not just make, paying, you know, not just paying a bigger amount, but they're like they're exposing more of the farmers so one will expose one farmer and everyone will follow i think that's more than pay more money because you're giving more business to one farmer that you're producing yeah makes sense thanks thanks for helping me understand all this mm -hmm. i'm really confused i'm looking for more help <laughs> Someone please explain, you know, how, how that works. So I have some questions from the community. Um, last week we made a story. Say, hey, what kind of question do you want uh, to ask her? Then no one will ask. Okay, so they are very good questions. And here's one from Jong In Rocks. Ask about your, um, uh, how do you prepare for Burroughs Cup Championship as a competitor? I mean, we talk a little bit about that, but like okay. if you say we have top three tips for other competitors. So for brewers, what I did, I have a training log. So I have a calendar as well. For example, one month, I make sure that all of those days 
I said, for example, I do experiment and make a conclusion on two days, for example, just about the water. So my first week, or at least first three days of first week, I'll focus on water, not everything else. I'll read about water, I'll watch about water, all about that. On the next three days, and it's in my calendar. Really, I have a big calendar about it. And I'll just make an experiment about maybe agitation, how I pour and all. So training calendar very helps very much because as a competitor, you have a lot of things in your head. And you can think of it all at the same time. You even need people for you to help for to help in small things. As a competitor, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about the 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 size of the table because it happens that it happens that for me, for example, uh, the the table is too high, so I need to have a stage, personalized stage. So that I can reach the table. So I, I so those kind of stuff. I have a supportive team back on me. So those kind, I don't have to think. I just have to think about the presentation that I will make. So the second one, so aside from Chinese calendar, the second tip is you should have a good partner or a good team behind you. It's a team effort. You cannot do it alone. Like what I said. There's a lot of things that you have to think of. You just have to organize it. At least you need to have a customized table. <laughs> yeah, because not everyone can follow the 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 one that's in rules and regulation, and it's it happens. You know, there's no yeah. perfect organization that can set up a, a, a perfect event. And you, as a competitor, you had have to adjust on those mistakes. For example, I practice also the worst thing that can happen on stage. For example, I want to cough, my mic is off. I practice those things. I felt I practicing breaking glass and how can I <laughs> how can I get up on that situation? So I I don't practice to be perfect. I, I practice how can I cope up with the situations. That's a very interesting point of view. When you think about it, right? Mm. You have to imagine what could go wrong. How can I handle that? Yeah, because you don't know, you know, you've been preparing for how many months and then it can mess up by just a snap and you have to be prepared for it, just not by winning. And also we don't compete by winning, right? <laughs> we just, as a competitor, I felt like I always have a responsibility to to use the 10 minutes or 15 minutes in a very effective way because I get inspired by the competitors, by the competition. But what innovation can give to the people, it's not like, okay, I have a gut, I will talk, I will brew. That's it. No, because if you really care in the industry, you want to share something that that they can take out of what you said. So take that 10 minutes to, to say all the things that you want to say in the community. Is it going to inspire people? 
Is it going to give new innovation, new, whatever new? Because there are like old and new coffee people that are listening to you. So it's a big responsibility to be on that stage. It's just that to, to have an experience or, or what. It sounds a bit scary and too heavy for, for many baristas. We just think about most people think barista are people who serve coffee at a coffee shop. And then on the stage, they have to think something bigger, way bigger than who they are. There's a lot of responsibility there. Yeah. And don't forget to enjoy it too. <laughs> Don't forget to have fun in the process. I, I can imagine there must be a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. How do you cope with the stress? A lot of stress. Yeah. Physically, mentally. So advice that I can give is that exercise. Don't miss out that part. Exercise. Yeah, exactly. It helps you to think well. Because you're in the part that even you're far from the day, you'll find yourself cramming or self-doubting. There's like kind of emotional up and down in those preparations. It's not that today I'm in mood of thinking about this. No, I think it will be, it will be better if you're, you're being a little bit organized. So it depends on the people. Like, you know, there are, there are competitors who just go and maybe it's natural to them. And so I don't set this for everyone. It's just that it works for me. There are, there are competitors that who are more spontaneous, more fun, but I, I don't say that it's wrong or I'm right or I'm wrong or they're right. It's just, you, you'll find your way. You'll find your way how to cope to things. For example, I have paintings as well. So... I do, I can think more if I paint and I have coffee. I have a lot of inspiration that I get while I'm painting. Maybe because I'm an artist or so whatever they do. For example, they are baristas and they are runners. They're athletes. So they, I think that's their way of getting more inspiration. So that just don't, 100% of your, your mind into the process that you're competing. Yeah, I guess most people will figure out their own way to cope with this. Yeah. This question is from Winnie Barista. Uh, what inspire you in coffee? What inspires me in coffee? It's the people. <laughs> It's the people that, you know, we've been so connected about a single cup of coffee. The innovations doesn't stop. People keep learning about it. People keep arguing about it as well, but it's, it's good because in the end of the argument, there is a conclusion. So, and we are so aligned since of the social media happening. Every like knowledge is accessible. So there's no way that you'll stuck on, on like traditional knowledge that you have. It's like technology as well. Keep evolving. So there's no dead end of being there. So it's like studying also and learning for me is an art itself. It will not stop. So that inspires me, I guess. And getting to be connected to people just because of the coffee, like you'll meet someone and then you can just talk about coffee. Even you just met now. 
<laughs> that's how the power. That's how powerful the coffee is. So, talking about people, can you name one person who inspired you a lot in、Gosh. your coffee journey? <laughs> so many. <laughs> I have a long list. A lot, but okay. Talking into maybe competition because you know when you see people competing, if what really they say on stage reflects to what they do, it's like. It inspires more of races to compete, or at least to 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 add more something in history. For example, what Sasha did at CM, and then now it's until until now there are still people innovating about it. They have a lot of leaks. <laughs> Gian、okay, also. I'm not gonna hurt so... anyone, so I better not name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, but、uh, I get inspired for those kinds of. Of people that what、yeah. they do in stage reflects on what they really do in the community. Yeah, it makes sense. So you have to you don't have to single out one person, but even you, as if you met a barista in a cafe, and he you can see he's really connected. He the way he prepared coffee, the way he talks to you, it it can inspire you. Is you know、right. if you know that he's so connected in what he's doing. You know, I'm so shallow. I can be inspired in <laughs> in many simple ways. So, any people making coffee for me, maybe I can be inspired by them. You're a learner. You always got inspiration from others. I think that's the best trait as as a yeah, learner. It's not just for influencers. Or I'm happy if I、yeah. I inspired people, but you know, you can be inspired by anyone. So we talk about who inspire you.、Um, Let me ask you this: If someone needs inspirations and they come to you, how would you would inspire others? You know, now you are、oh, wow. the inspirer. Now you are inspiring other people. <laughs> wow, that's overwhelming. <laughs> well, you know, I just do my thing. To be honest, I just do my thing. And it's a good start for them as well. I do what I love, and I love what I do, and I keep choosing it every day. So I find ways for me to enjoy my things. So I don't focus on the negative because there's always negative. I don't focus on what people will say because people will talk anyway. So I'm sure that whatever I do, it will help in terms of community. It will help other people who can see me, or as much as possible, I can help someone who wants to be on where they want to be. Like competition, I answer as much as I can, and same like with arts. I share my emotion through art, so that's it. <laughs> All right. I guess you're not really ready to inspire more people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I better prepare a speech when next time someone come to me. Hey, I need your help. Yeah, Please inspire me. <laughs> But wait a second. Here's my list. All right. So we、we'll、have nice question.、Uh, oh, it's a strange one. The question is: Are you single? 
<laughs> I'm not married. <laughs> not married yet. Okay, great. That's a short answer. I have my question for myself. I noticed that you like wearing Bucky hat、oh. all the time. Like I, I see that on your pictures. Yeah. What is so special about? Why do you like it so much? Oh, to be honest, in my previous work, we have to wear a hat. It's not so deep reason. We have to wear a hat because we don't wear what they call it earnets. Okay. So you're in food industry. You have to have your hair hidden. So I don't wear like that kind of cap because it hurts my head and I, I have a migraine, so I cannot wear so baggy hat because I feel like there's nothing in my head. <laughs> it's comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable to be honest.、Mm-hmm. So do you also have a collection of baggy hat? I have. A lot more, <laughs> maybe thirty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I lose count.、No. Um, yeah, I have a lot. I give away too. All right. <laughs> so tell us more about who you are、um, in real life. Who's the real Mary in real life? So what's he? What's so hidden? I can think is that I'm a runner. <laughs> I used to join duathlon. Marathon, even that while in coffee industry and while in art industry. So I think there's still part of me that always want to keep moving. I do many boards as well. I skate <laughs> a little. Wow, cool. Yeah, and cycling. So I'm. I can say I'm outgoing introvert. <laughs> So there are part of times that I just want to be alone, painting, think, so I can think more. But there are also times that I want to go out selectively. So not outside coffee industry. I mean, because I always go out with coffee people. So yeah, those are my extras. That not much to do. <laughs> Yeah, that's important, right? When you do art and when you do coffee, it's more like not moving much.、Mm-hmm. That you need to combine some activities、yes. to to mix it up a little bit. That makes sense. All right. So, one last question from the community is very very important. Since you are the Boris Cup champion, what is your favorite go to recipe for all kinds of coffee? This. Okay. So there, I don't have. One recipe that fits all. So if you have one, it's okay. If someone is having, it's okay. But I approach my coffee in in different ways. What I want today, or what's my coffee? What's the coffee that I'm having? So I can I cannot use this recipe when I'm using the other coffee. So I keep adjusting every day. I have different brews. Every day I have different recipe, and I take note of it if it's good. And if it's bad, adjust it. So I don't stick with one. Yeah, that makes sense.、Mm-hmm. Let's put it into this way, in in a simple way.、Uh, if you have a new variety of coffee, you need to pick up one recipe first to test that out, right?、Mm-hmm. So which recipe will be the first one you want to try? Like the base, okay. Yeah. So very basic. I use always twelve grams first. 
kilograms. And yeah, and it was 250. I don't know longer than two minutes. And then I adjust from there. Oh, that's simple. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Thank you so much. Uh, one last word to our audience today. What do you want to share? Uh, what do you want to say to the audience today? Anything you want to inspire our audience, the baristas who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> so I just wanted to say like, maybe in your situation, like me five years back, you just want to, you know, you're just a baby barista, I can say. Uh, you just have to work on it every day. You have to be consistent on learning something new, on connecting to people, whatever you're reading right now may not be significant the next day. So make sure you don't stop learning. You don't, you don't base your knowledge on something that you just learned now because maybe tomorrow it will change. So by practicing it, you learn from it. It's not that something that we are read. And believe me, even, even those old guys in coffee industry or the legends, they don't stop as well. So I get inspired by those people who keep creating something for the, the, the industry. Be a lifelong learner. Always learn. So, yeah. Uh, where can we find you if someone visiting you? Either? Oh, so you just pass by at Seven Fortunes Coffee Roaster. I'm always there. If I'm not there... I go out visiting our clients. <laughs> That's my work. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for this episode. I really have a lovely talk and nice to know more about you. Thank you so much, Mickey. Thanks for tuning in to this I'm Not a Barista episode. Subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at I Am Not a Barista for more empowering vibes and true coffee stories that connect you with coffee lovers around the world. You're a part of our global community where we celebrate baristas and their craft in everything that we do. Mm